Thanks for joining us. We just wanted to provide the following disclaimer. Many of our episodes were recorded prior to the start of the Screen Actors Guild and Writers Guild's ongoing labor dispute. We wanted to warn you, as there is a ban on promoting projects in podcasts currently for any striking actors, we totally support the ongoing labor action and both the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild in their dispute. We just wanted to make this clear, and once we have moved past those pre-recorded episodes, we will no longer continue to discuss ongoing or upcoming projects. Thank you for your time, and please enjoy the show. I called a hot dog a sandwich Do you think that you'd be fine with it? If not, then why? Let's bust this wide Mary, Carrie, Kelly, Matt, oh my Is a sandwich? Well, let's decide That's right, welcome back It's time to refill your fountain drink and pull up a stool Get ready for a vicious thumb war over who gets the last piece of delicious pizza pie on Order Up! Nothing like a Why mad intro. Have a thumb war, Matthew. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's always a good time for a thumb war. You know, <laughs> it's a nice, safe way to resolve disputes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try that the next time I'm at a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Over my contract, just thumb war. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my friends at home who are listening or wherever you may be listening from. Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode five of season four. We are almost at the uh, the grand finale of our pineapple on pizza controversy that we have started. <laughs> um, it's been a most delicious uh, season. I, I've had a lot of pizza after each recording of this show. Uh, if pizza is very Pavlovian for me, Carrie or Mary or, or Matt, are you like that? If someone says it, do you just think like, oh, bell's gone off. I need it. I, well, I, I go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I always think I need pizza. You know, it's like the Incredible Hulk. It just never stops. You know? <laughs> Mary, what I, about you? I'm not going to lie. I'm not a cooker at all. I don't cook. I, it's sad because my grandmother was a pastry chef, but that's another story. Here's the thing. After we record these, I like act like it's this big thing, like let's have pizza. And so we've ordered probably pizza every show. So kids (laughs) have eaten pizza for months now. And that's not, that's, that's great parenting in my book. Not so good parenting in other people's books. (laughs) What about you, Carrie? Well, listen, I'm a parent as well. And I'm saying, did the kids eat something? Is anyone going to bed hungry? Then you're good to go, right, Mary? Like you fed them. Pizza can have many food groups represented with the vegetables and the cheese and the and the bread. You got a lot of food groups happening. I think it's a very nutritious meal. But I often we haven't ordered very much, but I have to say I crave pizza often right after we record because we're talking about it so much and it's like I could, even if I've eaten dinner, I'd be like, oh, I could go for a pizza slice right now. I know. I'm like 
just when we're, we are uh, recording, I'm about to have dinner after this, and I'm now wishing there was pizza, but I'm not having pizza tonight. Oh. We have to change that. Has anyone in the room, in the Zoom, uh, or whatever we're using right now, <laughs> has anyone in this in this chat uh, ever uh, used pizza as the bread for a grilled cheese? Oh, God, no, but now I need to. Oh, my oh. gosh. That never occurred to me. Listeners at home, everyone's just looked at me like I said something like, wow. You, you just, like, said the most brilliant thing I have ever heard. I'm, I'm confused. Me so too. Do you so take the, the cheese off? Slices, yeah. So yes. you, you keep all the toppings on, but you invert it so that the bread is like your bread, and then you put a bit of cheese in between that, and you prepare it like <sighs> you did a grilled cheese sandwich, but the pizza's the bread. So can I ask a question, a logistical a question? The toppings are on the top of this sandwich? So like or when you inside pizza box uh-huh. and you see the toppings, you flip it so that okay. then becomes like... Got it. When you Also, I must recommend doing a latka grilled cheese. Just another episode. Latka grilled cheese. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. It's heavenly. You can join me for a run later in my new run club. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you're gonna have to do a bake. I think. I mean, I know I you do. I, sh- I think you need to show the. I think this might be a, a great connector between the U.S. and Canada. I think oh, this is like this our is, next Instagram live, Carrie. Okay, We've done one before for order up. Uh, if you're not li- if you're listening and you're not already following us on Instagram, please do because. Uh, I think Carrie and I are going to do some grilled cheese pizza. Oh, <laughs> as the kids are saying. Thank wow. you so good. All right, friends. Uh, Matthew, as we do, as we will do and continue to do, you start us off with some really interesting food facts. What do you have for episode five? Well, back in episode four, we mentioned that Greek immigrants brought us t- two variants of pizza, including like the Picto County pizza and, and the controversial Hawaiian pizza. Uh, the actual creator is known. It was San Pananopoulos. He was a Greek born Canadian. Uh, he created the first Hawaiian pizza in 1962, a year that truly changed the world. Um, now, interestingly enough, it wasn't Hawaii that inspired the dish, but it was his preparing Chinese Canadian dishes, which often would mix sweet and savory flavors. Now, Panopoulos, he was experimenting with adding pineapple, ham, bacon, and other toppings, which were originally not very popular and have now become, thanks to him, standard options on pizzas. Um, Yeah, so, uh, so, you know, immigrants bringing Canadians, Canadians, great things. You know, great things. I I like the Canadian twist on something standard like pizza. Like, let's take Chinese food and Mary questions. But here's here's the thing. And and where I'm from originally is Boston, which isn't Mm -hmm. that far from Canada. And we have Greek pizza, which is actually like a fried. The crust is fried. And Mm -hmm. so my question is. Do you, when you guys have Greek pizza, is the crust fried? What is Greek pizza? Yeah, it's I don't pizza, think it's... But it's, pizza. it's pizza, but it's fried. The crust is fried. Yeah, oh. I, I don't think that really came to Canada. I, I mean, I, it maybe I've never seen it. Um, but oh. yeah. Doesn't Domino's <laughs> fry their pizza? Does Domino's fry their pizza dough? 
or it seems more greasy. I don't know. No, Matt is shaking no, his head violently. So. No, it is not no. fried. Okay, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's this Greek pizza. My mother swore by it. And she was like, this is Greek pizza and it's in it's in the Boston area and it's it's too fried for me. Sorry. Sorry, Greek cool. pizza. That it's way too fried. To me like um like bannock, like an indigenous oh. fry bread. Yummy. Like frying the dough. Bannock um, is awesome. Yeah. Bannock yeah. is so good. Now, um, so the Greeks aren't the only ones who experimented with pizza um, in more ways than I was aware, based on what Mary just shared with us Uh, in in Germany. They actually claim uh, that Hawaiian pizza is a variation of the ham, pineapple and cheese topped toast Hawaii, which was created by German television cook. Uh, Clemens Wilmenrod uh, in 1955. But that's not the only instance of concurrent thinking. In 1957, Hawaiian pizza containing pineapple, papaya, chopped green pepper, but no ham, mm. was served in Portland, Oregon. And what? the venerable moose and squirrel, <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle, mentioned pineapple pizza in a 1960s episode of their self-titled television program. Now, that leads me to wonder what Boris and Natasha felt on the, the subject of pineapple pizza. Because, And you know Mr. Peabody had an opinion on the, the or three on that subject. Uh, now, if that is too many difficult... Uh, Difficult and deep cuts into 1960s television cartoons. I am sorry, but I am not sorry. Uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that is bonkers. That's amazing. Oh On my. that note, I think it's this, the best time to just dive in for a bite. This is episode five of Order Up. Carrie. Yes. Who is our guest today? Today's guest was an actor for 20 years before returning to her first love, which is writing. She's a graduate of the UCLA Extension Writers Program, and she's the author of Mothers and Other Strangers and The Wise Women, which I have to tell everybody, I just bought and I'm dying to dig into. Her work has appeared in Good Housekeeping, Day Magazine, The Globe and Mail, and others. Uh, She's originally from Johannesburg. She now lives in Toronto, our hometown for some of us, where in addition to her fiction writing, this is very cool, she works as a brand storyteller with her own agency, which is called Words Make the Brand. Please welcome Gina Sorrell. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. How are you doing today, friend? I'm good. I'm good. It's finally warm in Toronto. Yay. Yay. It happened. It actually yes. happened. I'm so excited. Everyone was like, oh, look, I'm sweating. It's a good thing. It's like, actually hard enough for my body to do this strange thing it has not done in a very long time. I know. That's one thing I find, and Mary, maybe you can uh, attest to this. I find like when my American friends hear that I'm from Toronto and from Canada, they immediately think it's always cold here. Mm-hmm. But like, as Gina just said, it gets hot. It gets hot, especially it does. Yeah, no, it gets hot. You guys have the humidity factor that I dealt yeah. with when I was in New York a while back. So mm-hmm. it does get hot. But when it's cold, it's really, really cold. <laughs> that is like, true. Beyond cold, like <laughs> ridiculously cold. 
Remember, humidity, right? That humidity. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that's a selling Terrifying. Oh my goodness. Now, Carrie just bought the book, uh, The Wise Women. I will say uh, to our listeners, I've just finished reading it. I, a mutual friend of ours posted about it because Gina and I have known each other for quite a while. We've got an improv background together. And I kind of lost track of what you've been doing. I knew a bit about some acting roles, but listeners, go grab it. I just devoured it. It's a fantastic read. Oh, oh my goodness. thank you. Oh, I'm so glad. Wouldn't it be awful if it wasn't? And you'd be like, oh. <laughs> we would just say, and Gina has a book. End of story. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited yeah. about this read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. I tell people I really hope you love it. And if you don't, then look how pretty the cover is. It's not a pretty, pretty cover. <laughs> so. Before we get into our five questions, Gina, I'm just curious. Um. How how long does it take or did it take to do the book? Like what's, you know, that's a really great question. I think this is actually my second book, but it's my first with a big publisher. I'm with Harper Collins for this book. Mm. And my, I think the difference between your first and your second book is, well, uh, Sally, this might be true for both books is no one's actually waiting for you to write one. Uh. But they're really, really not waiting with your first book. So... <laughs> <laughs> just kind of take your time and you fuss over your chapters you do another draft and another draft another draft because then you have to start that horrible process of querying trying to find an agent collecting all those rejection letters Uh crying yourself to sleep and then doing it all over again so that goes on for quite a while so I think for my first book which was mothers and other strangers I it took me three years to write it took me three years to really find the right home I had an agent. It didn't work out with that agent. I had another agent. That agent wanted it different. And it went out on submission. Then we changed our minds and we changed it back to original draft. And then finally, seven years later, the book came out. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, with the second one, it was a five-year gap. But the the strange thing with publishing is, is when they buy your book and you're so excited, you're like, it's good to go. It's 18 months from when they sign that contract, right? So I I was like, I better write faster or else I'm going to be like a book every like 15 years, you know, and I'm just starting with that. Um, But this one I wrote in two years, I'd say. And then, yeah, and then I got a deal, which was really great. And then, you know, a year and a half later, it comes out. And now we're in the paperback, which is a year after the hardcover. So it's... um, it kind of feels nonstop in some ways, but yeah, it, it's yeah. the slowest moving business. I mean, I think the only thing slower is animation, mm. and but you know that's really saying something. And probably more people see animated movies yeah. than they do read fiction. But we can change that here today. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd <love that> to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, with with writing, I love snacking. So let's talk some food. Are you ready, Gina, for Yes, five? yes, yes. And I agree. Writing and snacking go hand in hand. <laughs> they do. They do. All right. Question number go one. Speaking, yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of pizza, uh, what are your must-have pizza toppings? Well, you know, I love um, I love to have a bruschetta mix. And I know that's uh, a little bit, you know, it can go either way. But essentially, I, I have to have basil. I have to have some good kind of tomato combination thing happening. Um, I really love having artichokes. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm still one of the only people left on the planet that enjoys sun-dried tomatoes. But I have to (laughs) 
by myself because no one will share that with me. <laughs> but yeah, definitely it has to. Yeah, I would say artichokes and basil's and some kind of tomatoey thing with it, and cheese. I have cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I'm kind of with you on the genus. Do you know there's not many of us that are on the sun dried tomato train anymore? No. No, well, because your head. no, yeah, because people stopped eating them like 20 years ago. And I'm like, these are delicious. I'm like, trying to my tomatoes. You know, I can't like, they're just so good. They're so good. They are they so good. And they so- sneak up on you though, Kelly. Sorry to interrupt you. No, they okay. sneak up. And what's They're not that? declared food. What? I'm sorry. They don't declare it. It's something they don't declare in the nutrition information. Yeah, especially oh. in a pasta, they come in there and you don't yeah. expect it. And you're like, what in God is this? Then I'm going to take time and ask yeah. the waiter. Then he tells me what it is. And then I'm like, well, really? <laughs> Probably because they had all those sun-dried tomatoes from 20 years ago and have to they use them. They were for 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Kelly, to interrupt. But I, have, I, don't this think, is... I don't put them in my salad. I'm not a psychopath. You know, it's just standards. Sorry. Question number two. Yes. Do you trust somebody who does not like pizza? No, they cannot be trusted. <laughs> they really can't. I'm for all kinds of pizzas too. Like I'm not, I used to be a real pizza purist. You know, I also lived in New York for many years. I went to school there. And so there was always like that, which is the better pizza place, you know? And and I I was so broke when I lived in New York that I used to get um, just like a thin slice of cheese pizza, but then I would take all the free toppings and treat it like food groups. Oh, oregano, all that garlic salt. I was so happy. I was like, look at all these free things I got. I wake up the next morning like a blowfish full of sodium and wonder what happened, right? <laughs> and it was, they didn't charge you for those toppings. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, then I started well, then when I was in LA, pizza, I mean, delicious, but this is like pre, you know, sort of fancy pizza, like places like mm-hmm. Moza and stuff, which are so great, but, you know, wasn't necessarily like a daily occurrence, right? So um, and a lot of frozen pizzas, a lot of Amy's frozen pizzas, that kind of thing. This mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't sponsored by anybody, trust me. And, uh, <laughs> and now that I'm back in Toronto, you know, I have so many great pizza options, but I also will say I've done things like the cauliflower crust. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but I do enjoy it. It's good. It's good, it's good right? It's good. I know it's hard to make for me. I think it's hard to make like a really tasty gluten-free pizza, mm, but yeah. there's something about cauliflower crust. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. But cut to 20 years from now, this will be the sun-dried tomato. All right. Uh, speaking of like pizza spots, whether Toronto or New York or LA, um, where is the best pizza you've ever had? Give a shout out to a favorite restaurant or. I did have really, I, I did have really amazing pizza at Moza when I was there. I mean, that's Nancy Silverton, right? And so mm-hmm. sitting at that counter, watching it being made, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it's a bit spendy, but mm-hmm. it was really delicious. Um, and then here I, you know, I love Pizzeria mm. Libretto in Toronto. Ah, yum. Um, mm-hmm. And I and look, I still like Il Fornello. I know it's not 
but I got to tell you, you go there and they're friendly and they have the Thursday special and you can get a $10 pizza. You know, my kid likes it. And it's, you know, everyone doesn't matter that like nobody minds that you're just sitting there forever too, because right. you know, you're waiting and taking your time. But um, yeah, I would, there's been some really great ones. I'm not into the things like the charcoal crust. That's mm-hmm. not for me. But and um, yeah, I'll still dig a pizza pizza every now and then. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. say, crust. Okay. I know. Now, Mary made, Mary made some eyes about the charcoal crust. What is that? I like it, Mary? Oh, I've never had it. I don't think this is a U.S. thing. Oh, what they put it? charcoal in the crust, so it's actually a black crust. So it looks yeah. like it's burnt, and it tastes like dirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. kind of like a hot ingredient for a while. You could get like like charcoal hamburgers and stuff with black buns and it, charcoal ice yeah. cream we had for a bit. I don't know if it's still yeah. 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 Now the thing with pizza pizza I find is it is it is a perfect level of mediocrity. Uh, it's like it's not bad, but it's not good. And you get the garlic dipping sauce and it's oh, like okay, that just elevates it to a point where it's like I could get a better pizza, but I don't need a better pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is just this is Fine. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm forgetting some others, I'm sure, like uh, Pizza Nova, things like that. I'm basically, mm-hmm. if it's hot, if it's got cheese, if it's fresh, like if it's made yes. that day, I'll eat it. Yeah. 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 I'm who you want selling your product. If it's made that day, I think that's a great pitch. <laughs> Line up the sponsors. Here we go. I've got a new career. All right. Tapping into a bit of improv and creativity here with this next question. Uh, we want wrong answers only to a classic song lyric. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> It could be magical, but still, I'm thinking of the pizza in your eye. So, no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's disastrous. <laughs> Especially, you know, if you're like a creature of the night, if you're like a werewolf or something, right? Oh that is <laughs> a creature of the night. <laughs> if it's freshly made, it could really burn. It could really burn. Yes. And the sauce. Mm, no. That would sting in your eye. Yeah, it would. I mean, yeah. I wear glasses, so I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just wipe it off. (laughs) I have to say, when I hear that song lyric, out of I'm sure no one else is like me, but like when the moon hits your arm, immediately I think like is an apocalypse happening? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so close to the moon? Um, I have a lot of questions. Uh, I am. 45 going on 12, but that's okay. All right. Uh, Best way to be. Best way to be. (laughs) Question number five, our final question, our subject for the season, Gina Sorrell, does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely. Oh, Oh, Mary looks so annoyed. Oh, no. I think I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I really came in confident. I thought the American has it. We don't have much right now. I thought, here we go. And the Canadians are kicking my ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a reason it belongs on pizza, though. And mm-hmm. that is, it's a natural moisturizer. Ooh. So if you have a cheap pizza, or if you have a pizza that's maybe um, 
mediocre mm-hmm. and like there it has a little bit of sweetness it has a little bit of moisture there it can uh it can really sell what's what's like some under mm. you know under grade ingredients now that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic for your old ingredients and made today no <laughs> but, it, but it's got that little bit of sweetness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes it's moist mm-hmm. interesting like that. does that it's sell it. you mary no yeah, does that mm-hmm. no, eh? Mary know? Pizza Mary, that doesn't sell you. <laughs> There's a story behind it. So when you're on the road doing comedy, you get fed, right? Mm-hmm. And this incredible winery that I performed at, adore them. They got us food. They bought us pizza. Um, but they didn't tell us that there was pineapple on one of the pizzas. Mm. Oh. And, but here's the thing. I ate two slices, not realizing that there was pineapple in the pizza. And okay. I was actually fine until they told me there was pineapple on the pizza. So it was sneaky, much like the, the uh, sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> Wait a so, sec. You, you said you were fine until they told you. So you'd already eaten it and digested it? I ate it, digested it, had two pieces of pizza, had salad with it, had a had a had oh. a beverage, and, and was, you were happy. And I was happy. And then they told me there was pineapple on that pizza, and it was much like a Chicago pizza where it was hiding under something. <laughs> and I ate it. Rogue pineapple. It was a rogue pineapple. So but you know, so your aversion is psychological. Totally. Mm. Most <laughs> most of my food issues are psychological. Okay, so, yes. fair enough. There you go. <laughs> But I still do not believe that pineapple belongs on pizza. For the record, <laughs> young fork for team oh, Mary. Um, in, in your house, Gina, do, would your family members agree with you? Are they pizza? You know, yes. My my husband actually is a big pineapple guy, and my kid thinks it's absolutely disgusting. Oh, yeah, it's oh. wrong, wrong. I think the word is it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. <laughs> so, it's not a very nuanced reply. It's just, it's wrong. It's okay. wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That, so, so only, you know, no. Uh, yeah, we can't get pineapple off it if we're sharing a pizza. But uh, unless yeah. you sort of, unless you're like, could I have it on two thirds of the pizza? <laughs> and I Don't am someone who would say that. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> 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 two thirds. <laughs> I sure. Uh, and with that answer, I'm not going to give the exact numbers. We're going to save that until uh, our next episode of the the wrap up of season four. Uh, but with that answer, uh, Team Yes is a slight lead. Ooh. Yay, guys. Nice. Yeah, it. Yeah, it. <laughs> what is what's the prize? Does Mary have to eat a pineapple pizza? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I will do. I will do a live video with me eating pineapple pizza. Oh, I will. that sounds promising. Okay, okay. I will. Mm. We're hold hold it to her, listeners. Yeah, man, know, let's do that. that what I'll do is I'll bring it into my Italian household. I'm Ooh. Italian by marriage, <laughs> and I guarantee my son and my I- husband and my daughter will not imbibe. Will not. <laughs> nope. And my mother-in-law will call from North Carolina, very upset with us as a family. <laughs> but will they? Will they shun you? Like, will everybody turn their back on you as you take the pizza and you? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I will do it if it if it means ratings. I'm in. Integrity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we yes. go. <laughs> Standards, standards. That's what I'm hearing in this podcast. I think it has standards, <laughs> high standards. 
Oh, man. Well, Gina, uh, where can folks find you on socials? What do you have coming up? Let us I know. have the simplest handle. It's just Gina Sorrell. So it's at Gina Sorrell on Twitter, at Gina Sorrell on Instagram and on Facebook, which I'm almost never on. Mm-hmm. That's where my family is. I love them, but it's really for <laughs> track of birthdays. Um, and it's at Gina Sorrell. So that's uh, G-I-N-A-S-O-R-E-L-L, one R, two L's. Everyone gets that wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And uh, and as far as the book goes, it's online and it's available everywhere. So um, that means that listeners, you have no excuse. It's available everywhere. So, you know, <laughs> so whether you buy the book or whether you get it from your library, um, I hope that readers enjoy it. And uh, if they don't, like I said, it's got a very pretty cover. Very. And you know, you just keep those bad thoughts to yourself because nobody yeah. wants to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> but if you love it, tell everyone. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's great seeing you and having great your voice you. here today. Uh, so good to see you again. Um, oh, this right. fantastic. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And all right, friends, uh, we got one more. Will okay. Team Yes take it away? Yay. We're going to find out next time. Okay. Thank you. Today's person on the street is Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Carrie. Tell me, what are your ideal pizza toppings? Ooh, ideal pizza toppings. Just lots of meat. (laughs) So, pepperoni, uh, bacon... Spicy Italian sausage, all good. Uh, just to pretend that it's healthy, we could throw in some mushrooms and uh, olives. Ooh. Green, green Ooh. olives. Oh, green. You, you surprised me on the green. I thought you'd go black olives. Okay. Black olives are good for a different kind of pizza. Okay. Next, the very important question, does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely. Everyone says it doesn't. But if you go to a party and you look for the Hawaiian pizza, like the ham and pineapple it's the box that goes first thank you order up is hosted and produced by matt ardill mary kennedy larry kane kelly's and original music is by rebecca mcdonald